Hello and welcome to We Are Human First. This is Lori Blumenstein Bott, and I am with my colleague, Dr. Paula Christian Kleiger. And we are so happy to be here today to talk with you about a really important subject that we know many of you are dealing with, and that is working remotely and uh, the art of communication and its critical importance in this remote environment. Absolutely. There's so many opportunities for getting it right, our communication, and probably a lot more opportunities to to get all botched up in our everyday communication when we're doing it remotely like this. So I am excited, too, that you and I can just hang out and talk a little bit about our thoughts on it. I think that what's so interesting is we even, the two of us started talking about this together before we decided to say, hey, maybe all of you out there are thinking, oh, there are some things here, and maybe you're not thinking about it, and this will help you to sync up a little more with it. But we're using a lot of different forms of communication for many of us. Now, some of you may have been doing this all along that we aren't used to using, which is, you know, the telephone more than in person, cell phones, Zoom, all sorts of different modes. But there are nuances that we're missing when you're not face-to-face that have always been a challenge. You know, it's also interesting to uh, watch various news commentators and programs or just programs where people are sharing their thoughts and so forth, Mm -hmm. but remotely now. Mm -hmm. I have noticed that people have had to kind of step back for a moment. There we go. And wait to hear a complete thought and then begin to respond. The right words at the right time in the right way and timing. Timing is one of those pieces that maybe you took for granted because you were reading people's eyes or their body language And that helped you to know more intuitively when to step in. But we're talking today about a very conscious practice of communication. Absolutely. I guess what I, it would really be great to do is to maybe talk about it in terms of the various forms we see in our personal lives, as well as in our work lives. You brought up before, of course, there's the in-person piece. But then now we're working remotely. And so remote work means that hopefully we're able to use phone and and even video chatting more. Maybe we should talk a little bit even about how to use emails and, and texts. Right. So important. And those are things that you probably have always been doing. But, and I will say as a person who is trying to consistently work on my emails and texts much better. (laughs) Um, You know, it's a challenge because we think very quickly and we want to convey whatever it is we're thinking, but there's these little practices that we want to interject into that. And that's the, you know, human connection and relational piece that's a part of every facet of our communication. Absolutely. I also think that as we talk about this, there are probably some generational issues around this too, that Uh, we could probably throw out. So where would you like to begin? We have um, all kinds of interactions you and I are having with people from work, focused on work, as Mm -hmm. well as personally. So at Psych Assets and through our Kleiger Consulting Group, we work tremendously with a variety of 
businesses, family businesses, organizations, uh, nonprofits, and just coaching in terms of leadership and executives. And as we've continued to talk with all these people through this unique environment, it's afforded us opportunities to really work on these facets of better communication in all its forms. So one of the big issues that we talk about in our regular professional development work is active listening. Mm -hmm. And maybe now more than ever, as we're in this remote virtual communication field, that's something that we could maybe begin to drive home. Right. And so your point to begin with that is is so perfect because we're in such a hurry to often step in that we've forgotten to even hear or recognize that we're not hearing what it is that the person who's kicked things off is saying. And so we've lost right from the get-go. Especially when we're passionate about something. And I'm using that word in a very generous, you know, caring way. Then most of the time when we're jumping in so quickly, it's because we're feeling very intense or passionate about something and we want the other person to hear it. Right. And you and I, this is something when we use the word passion, we use routinely. It's not a word that we just, you know, banter about carelessly. Dr. Kleiger and I have uh, one thing in common, and that is that we are 100% in 100% of the time. And so (laughs) we do need to remember, even in our communication with each other, that although it seems very natural just to jump in, that we have to take into account each other. So what I think you and I have learned to do, and I, I think we do it really, really well most of the time, is when with something that we're really intensely working on, maybe some vision, some step forward, we both have very strong opinions. We have found a way to stop, pause, and kind of step back and listen more intently to each other. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's also one of the things that as I work with my clients in organizations and businesses, that there's a forgetfulness that we've been chewing on whatever it is that we're passionate about for a period of time. And that when we're introducing it, whether it's an individual way or in a group context, that the other people have just hearing it for the first time. And so that's stepping back before we step in. So, so important. Sometimes, you know, I think that people feel that if they don't step in right away, either their thoughts will be forgotten or they um, will not be able to feel like they have a real voice in whatever the communication is. And yet it's when we actually allow ourselves that waiting time, that sitting back and kind of listening more actively right? that we really get the gist of the gist of what the other person is saying, and maybe even modify some of what we want to say. Right. It strengthens even our ability to step in in a way that's more meaningful. It's harder. So let's just say that up front. This is harder because it requires you to be conscious in the moment, being present. And we talk about that in our work and self-study all the time. And mindfulness, being in the moment. 
Mm-hmm. It really can strengthen almost the way people hear you if you're willing to engage in this practice. I think the other aspect of this is that we slow down a bit. We literally slow down the communication experience so that the exchange becomes more meaningful. At least that's the way that mm-hmm. it feels. And I think we've observed that in the people we work with. As we model the active listening part and then take our time to respond, then it, it slows things down, but it makes for a much more meaningful, in-depth, more complete communication. And now more than ever, communication is so important to assure that we're being heard in the way that we really ideally want to be heard and that we're listening to others honor where they're at. So the second part of this art of communication that I wanted to bring to us is the nonverbal part. Mm -hmm. We were talking about active listening, but remotely in particular, either if we're on the phone talking with someone or we're doing a video chat, or, you know, video conference. Often, I don't know, I find this, maybe you do too, Lori, we pay attention much more to the nonverbal aspects of the communication, whether or not someone's actually watching and looking, if they are paying attention, if they're drawn away, if they're distracted, the change in voice quality. These are important aspects of communication as well. Everything counts. Mm -hmm. And I think that we take for granted sometimes in the pace, and that's why it was important that you said we're slowing things down, which is, you know, again, we don't want to talk about that this virus has created opportunities um, that we would not have maybe had from an overly positive way. But there are some things that have come to light. And I think this is a really important piece of it that yes, what everybody does every day is very important and we need to keep things moving forward. But how we do that is essentially a critical thing about being a human being and honoring our place in the world. And you know, what you're getting at is our whole self-study model, isn't it again? And that in this art of communication, Maybe this is an opportunity for us to do some deeper dive self-study work Mm -hmm. and do inner kind of communication. And that's the reflection, right? Absolutely. And often, and your point again, is that we can't be so forward-facing that we don't take the time to do that inner work as well. So... You had some thoughts about some of the things you've been seeing in some of the people that you've been coaching Mm -hmm. that really point to this notion of self-reflection. Several uh, individuals who I've been speaking with recently, this has been the focus of our conversation. So obviously that's why today we're saying to all of you, maybe this is happening in your own lives and it doesn't have to be just a work focus, but that's where um, my conversations have been as of late especially with business owners who, you know, have had to close their businesses right now and are looking, you know, to the near future when they will be able to reopen them. 
restaurants and other types of organizations and retail organizations. And they're thinking, you know, as they've gotten this breath that they've never had before, what do I want to look like when the doors open again? How do I want my team to operate? And how do I spend the time reflecting on that so that I can convey that in a strategic way before the doors open? That is so, so, so important and actually very exciting, isn't it? Yes. Because it's like this huge opportunity to, again, step back and maybe in a routine kind of way, carve out some time each day Mm -hmm. to reflect on what did your business look like all along the way and how has it evolved? Right. That's essential to visioning. You can't vision without that. And what's some of the good stuff that you want to hold on to. And, you know, it's also the opportunity to imagine what you did not ever imagine would be possible, considering how things are changing so much. Right. And so it's an opportunity again. And to maximize that opportunity, you have to spend time alone in your own head with your own thoughts and order that in a sense so that you can be heard in the best way and received in the best way possible. That's one of the other things that in my conversation with someone recently, they were reflecting on that it's so empowering in a way that they had not imagined having that ability to be more reflective before stepping in. And then of course, when you can do that, then you're more prepared in a way to sit with your people Mm-hmm. and to empower them right? when we give ourselves enough time to vision and rethink and reinvent ourselves. Right. It also goes to messaging and mixed messaging that often happens within the art of communication, right? And that you believe you've given um, some sort of message, direction, communication, and it was right in your head. But then the person you're communicating to, do you know, and and this is one of the key things that we do when we step into an organization, how they receive information. Are they visual? Are they logic-based? Do they want to see sort of a grand layout of things? Do they need to hear it a couple more times to really understand it and ask more questions? Such outstanding, really important points for us to be thinking about. I particularly want to underscore the piece about everyone receives information differently. Right. Visually or orally or whatever. That's enormously important in terms of sharing and messaging. So we kind of wanted to begin this conversation, right? Around the art of communication. Right. And it is a beginning because our hope is that we want you to be able to ask questions, send us your questions, and be a participant in these conversations that we can help to frame your personal work in a way that's meaningful to you. We're going to end for today, and we're very excited that you're joining us in our podcast, our series of podcasts on We Are Human First. I'm Dr. Paula Kleiger, and I'm with my colleague, Lori Blumenstein-Bott, and we welcome you back when um, we begin again with our next, we think it's exciting, 
podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Take care.